and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an eye. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Mr. Matt Huff. Aw, thanks for having me, guys. And Ms. Carly Moss. Hello, thanks for having me. And today, we are discussing the movie Evening, released in 2007, directed by Lejos Koltai, based on the novel by Susan Minow, a screenplay by Susan Minow and Michael Cunningham, mm. who, it turns out, wrote the novel version of The Hours. <gasps> Wait, I know. like the original? Yeah. Oh. And a not movie the, that we covered previously on the podcast. Not the junior novelization. No. <laughs> not the one that came out with the movie poster on the yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah. And it was everybody, like, mid-jump. Oh, I love those. <laughs> I want to write one of the hours. I know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the plot of this movie is basically that a woman on her deathbed remembers a guy she was really horny for when she was 25. <laughs> <laughs> that everyone was really horny everyone for. Everyone was in oh. love with, and especially horny, but yeah. I'm also in love with. This guy that everybody was just taken with on, yeah. like... On, like, beautiful Rhode Island or something. Yeah. When at the wedding of her best friend. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. It's a great cast for sure. A cast. cast. When I saw Meryl Streep and Glenn Close's names back to back, I was like, how have I never heard of this movie before? Well, the trailer, I don't know if you watched the trailer mm, for I this. I did not. But it was basically like, it's a love story with all your favorite actresses. And then it just lists them all and gave no details of the plot, <laughs> which really makes sense because I feel like this movie is sort of like plotless. Of it, them, like, it, it kind of is. Dying. But I also feel like movie trailers used to be that way. And though they tell you nothing about the movie, it's a lot better than trailers today sure. that tell you the whole plot of the movie. And yeah. then you're like, do I have to see it? I just saw it. That was, do you remember that movie Serenity that came out with yes. like Anne Hathaway? Yes. and Matt? I remember seeing the trailer for that and being like, this is the way that trailers should be because I don't know anything about this mm-hmm. movie, but I want to see it. And then I watched the movie and it was like, oh, the movie is just incoherent. Yeah, like sometimes trailers are better than the movie. Yeah. Like Ma. Did you see Ma? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I yeah. didn't see it, but I saw the trailer. The trailer, trailer was good. is excellent. The trailer is all the good parts the of Ma. The movie is terrible. Oh You're God. like, oh, she's going to sew up her lips now because I saw it in the trailer. Oh, she's going to hit this chick with a car because I yeah. saw it in the trailer. And that then nothing was the else. Yeah. In the movie, that was my biggest issue with the Hereditary trailer, which mm. I think that the Hereditary trailer actually was amazing oh, because it didn't mm-hmm. give away like anything, really. anything. But it did give away the moment where Toni Collette sets herself on fire. No, she sets her husband on fire. She sets her husband on fire. Never mind. Um, but yeah, it didn't give away the She thinks most that if she yeah. throws this like book into the fire that she'll set herself on fire and her mm. husband is like, "No, don't do it." And she whatever, we're not talking about that. <laughs> before we, we continue in about a year. <laughs> before we continue, uh, I want to reintroduce a segment oh, yeah. called Is It Better Than Little Miss Sunshine with Jake. Jake, your favorite <laughs> movie that we've covered on this podcast has been Little Miss Sunshine. How does this measure up? Well, so we're moving this segment to the beginning of the podcast because, and I think that's interesting because sometimes I formulate my opinion throughout the podcast. Yeah. But my gut reaction is that no, I didn't like it as much as Little Miss Sunshine. But I did like it more than the last three movies that we've watched that were all very psychologically disturbing. So yes, it is not better than Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, Lisa Schwartzbaum of Entertainment Weekly ranked this movie the second worst movie of 2007. (gasps) Uh, number one was I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs> so I didn't know. I didn't like look up any critical reaction, but I definitely I didn't think it was that bad. But I think the problem. Well, we can get into it. 
I I didn't hate the movie, but it was definitely not good. Good, <laughs> but it wasn't like bad. I think it's just in Tony's like pantheon is a nice change of pace. Yeah, but not like I'm confused about all why all these great people are in it. That like, was what my was the question appeal? as well. I'd, I'd say it was a waste of talent in many For regards. Sure. Mm-hmm. Tony actually had some good moments. I mean, you know, you're Did doing she? well. No, but I mean, career-wise. <laughs> in comparison to yes. the other people in the movie. Also, yeah, yeah, when you're second build in a movie that features Glenn Close and Meryl Streep, like, she's made it. Can we talk about the billing for just, like, a hot second? Because it's very yes. strange that, like, it opens and it's credits right away, but just, like, black screen with, like, white lettering, like, no artistic flourish. Mm-hmm. And then you get Claire Danes and then Tony Collette and then Vanessa Redgrave and then the title and then everybody else. But it's like, are those the... Like, if you just the had to pick, leads? like, the three leads of yeah. the movie. I think so. I don't think that Tony Collette qualifies as a lead at yeah. all. But she, well, she's, it's weird because she has more plot focus than her sister Natasha Richardson. But what's wrong with, why, why? What's better about Tony than, is it because she's supposed to be kind of like her mom? I more guess. Than, more than Natasha Richardson is? Isn't that, is that something, though, that, like, actresses generally negotiate for? Yes. What? Yeah. Does I don't it know have to do with like all. how much they get paid? Yeah. Well. Like the um. Oh, the billing. The, the billing. billing. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's weird though because it's like. Tony Collette said, "I'll do this shitty movie, but only if you get me second billing." Well, let's be honest. I think Meryl was not originally involved until her daughter was. Oh yeah, because she has a cameo, pretty which much. is interesting. Yeah, because that's cool. First. Yeah. Of all. Like, so in this movie, uh. It flip flops between the past and the present, right. and Meryl Streep's daughter plays a younger version which of is herself, really fun, which is cool. And which her, is cool. Her mom in the past is played by Glenn Close, which I think is interesting because Glenn Close and Meryl Streep are like each other's black swans. I find. <laughs> um, I've never because I'm like they're in a movie together. I don't really, but they yeah. don't they don't have FaceTime together because they cannot. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. They can't. Glenn's probably yeah. dead by the time Glenn's she's absolutely dead. Absolutely Ooh. dead by the time. Something else interesting about the casting of this is that Natasha Richardson and uh, Vanessa okay. Redgrave play mother and daughter and they're actually mother and daughter. Wait, what? Yes. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Vanessa Redgrave is Natasha Richardson's mom. <gasps> oh, I feel so oh, sad for her. Plot twist. I didn't yeah. know that. Is Vanessa Redgrave still alive? Yes. <gasps> yes. But Natasha Richardson is not well, and oh my god, and when you go skiing, and sorry, I just realized this. I read about Natasha Richardson's death when it happened, by the way, and I was like, I will never ski. Yeah, her Same. sister. I, I ski all the time. Be careful <sighs> now that you've seen this movie. <laughs> and she wasn't even like skiing when it happened. She, she was, was like, like walking away from the ski hill and just like fell down. That's so well, she she was not wearing a helmet though, right? Correct. Yeah, but I think she was just walking at this point. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I, absolutely not faulting her, but no. it is important to wear a helmet True. when you are on the slopes. Good yeah. point. But, you know, but her sister, so that's what I was realizing. Sorry, her sister is named Jolie Richardson, and she's not as famous, but they look the same. And she was in 101 Dalmatians, the live action, with Glenn Close. <gasps> Wait, that... That Anita, the the basically she's married to Jeff yes. Daniels. Yes, you know I always thought that they looked alike, but yeah. then never like put it together that yeah, they were sisters. actually related. Wow. They're either sisters or cousins, but I think they're sisters because they look so much alike, yeah. and they look like Princess Diana. That is all. Well, they have the same haircut. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> '90s and Britain, yes. you kind of have. Yeah. To. Mm-hmm. And then keep that hair 
for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite um, running gags of this movie was how Natasha Richardson and Tony Collette, for the first 20 minutes, keep thinking that their mom is talking to them when she's just engaged in her dream world and they keep doing that yeah. dumb thing of like, why are you telling us that you have to go to a wedding? <laughs> and then it goes to a flashback of like young Claire Danes like telling her dad I have to go to a wedding or whatever. And then it goes back to Natasha Richardson and Tony Collette being like, yeah. who's Harris? Why are you talking to us about Harris? My name's not Harris. What? <laughs> it felt like it felt like what they tell you not to do in like a basic improv scene. It's like don't oh deny God. the reality. Yeah. Like don't make your partner a crazy person. Yeah. And they're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Who's Harris? <laughs> so yeah, the movie. Well, so yeah, just to recap real quick before we dive in, like the movie flashes back and forward. And Natasha Richardson and Tony Collette are the daughters of Vanessa Redgrave who is dying. Um, and they're like arguing and they're arguing because like Natasha has her shit together Tony doesn't classic sister dynamic with Tony's <laughs> work and then in the past Tony is Elsa yeah. <laughs> Natasha is oh, Anna <laughs> true um, well actually I don't know <laughs> but uh, in the past she went to a wedding with her boyfriend who was the brother of I don't think no, he they was weren't her dating. Well, no. I thought they were they dating were not the entire boyfriend and time. Girlfriend. I thought he was initially. I was like, oh, that's her gay friend. Yes, right. <laughs> which I ultimately was right, but like initially, that wasn't I clear to everyone. I suppose I kept going back and forth during the scene where they're dancing. I was like, oh, is Hugh this dancing? Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was Hugh like, dancing, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was like, is this not the guy that Claire Danes is going to fuck? So I thought that they were um, they were dating, so they weren't. But they were friends, and she's friends with yes. Meryl Streep's daughter, Mamie Gummer. And Plays Lila. Who's getting married, and that's the point. And then she falls in love with this guy, Harris, who everyone's in love with, and then that's who she remembers on her deathbed. So that's the whole plot. Yeah, she's like, I should have tried to make it work with Harris. Which, my biggest issue with this movie was, I feel like... During all the flashbacks, in, like, the rehearsal dinner for their wedding and stuff, there's so many reasons for Claire Danes not to go for it with Harris. It's like, oh, this is my best friend's crush since childhood. Yeah. Um, well, I'm always down for any excuse to not follow my impulses, so that's basically mm -hmm. it. And I was like, don't do it, Claire Danes. Don't take any risks. But then after, um, after it's all said and done, you know, they sleep together anyway. Mm -hmm. and in the shed, in the in the shed. Sh hot shed romantic then, shed and, moment yeah and then Hugh Dancy who has just professed his love for Claire Danes and Claire Danes rejected him dies right. and he dies Danes. before they fuck or no while they fuck yes uh, yes actually At that is time. tragically correct because they left him on the side well they didn't, well, they didn't know, know he was there he, he had a random hit and run by a very slowly moving car <laughs> and then no one who had to have been coming from the wedding? Yeah, probably. And then 100%. just left him on the street. Yeah, and then they she blames them. Well, yeah, we're already at the end of this. Yeah, <laughs> so but that's why we do that. We do the recap because we immediately spoil. But then, like, okay, so after that, it's kind of like I feel like first of all, uh, young Meryl Mamie Gummer says like I told Harris that I'm in love with him and yeah. he rejected me, so I'm going to marry this guy Carl. And now that, like, the brothers, I kind of feel like at that point, it's, like, all bets are off. Like, 
I could not see any reason why they wouldn't have continued to be together. And there's no conversation that happens where she's like, now that Hugh no, dead, right. we can't be together. She just goes and sits together. in the sailboat and just cries. Yeah. So... I read a summary of the book that this is based on. And apparently in the book, it's like not mostly about this wedding. It's about like uh, Natasha Richards or not Natasha, Vanessa Redgrave's like whole life and how she has yes. married to like three different men and it focuses on them <clears throat> and how she's always like sidetracked by Harris and just wants to keep going back to him. And he ruins all three of her marriages. But oh. that also he's kind of like a deadbeat douchebag and it's very dark. Yeah, he's a sociopath yeah. in the book. And which I thought that he was a sociopath in the yeah. movie, but in the book it's more pronounced. Yes. Yeah, it's like in the movie you're you're it's confusing as to whether or not you're supposed to think that he's like attractive and whether we should be into him or not. It just yeah. came off as very like nothing. Because like he mm-hmm. was for me, he was like completely uninteresting. Oh yeah, so dumb. Yeah, yeah like, they didn't explain why everyone was in love with him. Or that he... Or why it didn't work out at the end. Well, yeah. I think I assumed that it just didn't work out because, like, awkward, like, you guys fucked while your friend, your both of your friends just is killed, so, yeah. like... But, like, life is short, like... Uh, yeah, I don't I know. feel like that's not a good enough reason when the Death whole rest... people together. Yeah, and while the whole rest of the movie was them just, like like bulldozing past sure. every other boundary yeah. that should have kept them from being together. Yeah, I, I not think... once, sorry. Not once did Claire, like, Claire Danes stop and be like, oh, I shouldn't do this. No, she yeah. completely was comfortable with it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, like, they never, um, they treated the whole movie like the, that it was like this epic, titanic, like, romance. Yeah. Yeah. But they also didn't really have chemistry. They no. didn't have any chemistry so at all. So it was uh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, but does Patrick Wilson ever have chemistry with people? I feel like no. he's so stoic, and you need someone with like a lot more charisma in this role. Yeah. Yeah, why wasn't it like Leo or something? Yeah. I feel or, like, like Matt Damon. I don't know. I feel Jake like Gyllenhaal. Patrick Wilson and Hugh Dancy should have like switched roles. Yes. Mm, yeah, because Hugh Dancy mm. is, is much more but he was like- great in the role, though. He was good as Buddy, yeah. but he like is, is more alluring, I feel like. Well, mm-hmm. Buddy was written to be way more interesting than- well, Harris yeah. anyway. And Buddy also doesn't do anything in the book. Yes, that's true. He doesn't do anything? Yeah, no, that whole <laughs> that whole subplot is, like, not there, where he oh. professes his love to her. It's literally just, I go to the wedding, and her brother's there, and then later on he gets hit by a car. So there's no gay thing either? No. Because that was interesting. I actually got that vibe right away, too, because... But I thought that he... I truly, until the scene when... Literally until he died, I thought that they were a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Dancy and Claire Dane. Yeah. I was confused at the beginning because there's a scene where, like, Hugh Dancy is, like, asleep or something. And then Patrick Wilson is like, oh, yeah, I love Hugh Dancy. And I was like, wait, is there, was there, like, a previous relationship between the two of them Maybe. that was awkward? But then that was never touched upon again. I think probably, though. Yeah. I, I, there, oh, go. I think there, it was like, I think he, Buddy was gay, maybe. Like, maybe by I don't sure. know. Professes love for Claire, but then also, um, like, had a, definitely had a crush on on Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, there was a scene. Well, then he tries to kiss both of them. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. The, I just wrote thruple. And then he does. <laughs> and he does kiss Patrick Wilson on the mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, he tries to thruple, but it doesn't work because he gets hit by a car. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm actually kind of which is why you should never try to thruple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I just thought it was weird because, like, I truly thought they were a couple. And then when they had the scene where he's like, I kept this note from you in, from college oh, for yeah. four years. And so she was like, weird. why did you do that? And I'm thinking <laughs> in my mind, he's your boyfriend. Why are you <laughs> reacting like that? Okay, I knew that he wasn't her boyfriend, or at least I thought that. And But in that moment, I thought her asking that was still a stupid question. Because you know why someone oh, keeps yeah. a note yes. from you for years and years in their pocket. It's like, yeah. are you trying to get him to spell it out for you that he loves you? It's I like, can't oh, believe me? I didn't pick up on that they weren't together. Because I also thought it was weird when he walked out of the house and caught them kissing and just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you think that he that Hugh Dancy was actually in love with her or was just kind of like a... Well, oh, she well, says, she John Green's it near yeah. the end. She's like, you're just in love with the idea yes, of me. that's true. That's true. Well, I think... Do you think he should have died in the ocean? I think he should have died in the ocean. Oh, 100%. Because that car thing was so confusing. Yes. That, on that yeah. boat. He should have died on that <laughs> friggin' boat. Mm-hmm. But then she couldn't sit in it and look sad yeah i would i would say yes he should have died in the water but then we wouldn't have had that like angry speech well she should have done it right before which is like yeah yeah which is like the closest to depth that we ever got from her i know i feel bad because i feel like she had more to offer but i don't know actually i've never seen her in anything besides the hours oh yeah i was about to say the hours Um, uh romeo and juliet homeland i never saw that Homeland. Queen of Crying. I've never Homeland. seen. Homeland I've heard. Or Romeo and Juliet. I'm sorry. Oh. Is Homeland seen... the one with Mandy Patinkin? Yes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it still on? No. Uh, I think it is still on. Like, I think there's still another season, but nobody has watched past season Wait, three. Wait, she's in. Oh, I thought she was the one that was is in Mandy, the Americans. Is Mandy That's Patinkin still on gross. it, or did he ditch after season three without telling anybody? No, I think he's Criminal still Minds also style. Might be, yeah, uh, Criminal Minds. Did he do that on Criminal Minds? Yeah. yeah. He was like, it's too dark for me. I can't do it anymore. And so, so he, he just didn't show up to the first table read for the third I, season. I relate. To that. And then they got <laughs> Joe Mandelanga, Jahanga, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. Joe Mangle. Mangianello. Joe. Oh, Joe. Joe DiMaggio. Husband of Sofia Vergara. (laughs) No, not that guy. Oh, that's a. That's a different person, but that's not him. Oh, Mantello? They got like like an old guy with a goatee, not like Uh hot Sofia Vergara's husband. You were getting it. Who is Sofia Vergara's husband? The the hot guy from the Hulu commercial. Have you seen True Blood? I know who's in it. He's in that. He's like a hot dude from it. Hot dude from True Blood. Are any of the Scars guards in True Blood? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Alexander. Uh, Alexander. Big Little Lies. Oh. Is he big? Okay, Big Little Lies. Yes. He's, um, he's the main one, right? No. No. I keep I keep clicking my main tongue. Main one is Sorry. Robert Pattinson. No. I'll find out because my dad, my mom will tell me. She listens to the podcast. But my dad was obsessed with True Blood when it was on. Oh. My dad loves like, like, fantasy gory shows. <laughs> wow. Okay, so I have a hot take on this movie. I okay, don't know. Yes. I don't know if this is... So, like, half the people in this movie are from The Hours. And yes. Michael yes. Cunningham wrote the book, The Hours, mm-hmm. and wrote the screenplay. And I think he was like, I'm hot shit, guys, so I'm going to, like, find another fancy literary book and turn it into a cool movie. Oh, probably. Yeah. So he, like, found this woman and was like, okay, I'm going to make your book into a movie. And Much he like just... Reese Witherspoon does today. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-Reese Witherspoon, it was Michael Cunningham. And then it just was a disaster, and he's never made a movie since. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it, like, okay. Did it bomb at the box? I, I wrote down, um, incident bomb, it made, like, $12 million, but it was critically panned. Mm-hmm. It it has um, a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 4 out of 5 rating on iTunes, 
27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you serious? Come yeah. on. It's better than that. I don't think so. No, yeah. It's every it every so boring. Every line that everyone says is not a sentence that a real person would say. Yes. Yeah. I wrote that. I said, I have a note that says, I have no idea what's happening like 20 really? minutes into the movie. I think my life the dialogue makes a... no sense. My but the locations are beautiful. Yes, the, those gorgeous. first like 20 minutes when like she arrives at the wedding and it's like so gorgeous, but every line of dialogue is like, when, when she goes to see Patrick Wilson and Hugh Dancy on the boat and they're arguing oh, yeah. over whether they're brothers, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I was like, I don't even know if we've even gotten up to the inciting incident. Like, just tell me if you're brothers. <laughs> I was I, I was I really mad. I like the line when he, she's like, so your family owns this cliff too? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yep. Also, we, Patrick Wilson is a is a like a deckhand, but also a, a doctor. No, he's um yeah. he's, he's their old housekeeper's son who grew up to be a doctor. Became a doctor. Mm-hmm. Also, then why is he? Th- oh, he's just there for the wedding. Yeah, he's yes. not like working there. Correct. No, no. He's just I thought he was wedding. still working there. But okay. I think he must have Had lived in the shed them. before. Yes. Um, oh. Can we go back to the small detail, which is clearly more prominent in the book of. The three husbands of yes. Anne, one mm-hmm. of which I think is Lila's father. Is that true? What? what? Oh. That is a okay. That might be something Barry that Boswick? I missed. That yeah. might be something I missed. Oh, he was kind of hot in this movie. But to be I, I heard her say, because who does she end up marrying? One she, of the groomsmen. Oh, she ends up the, marrying one of the one of the groomsmen. The one who is like, don't go after him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there are two other husbands, and I'm pretty sure I heard them say. The father, but maybe it was a father of somebody else. That would be funny. It could be. I wouldn't. I well, wouldn't no, because so we know that no. we know that uh, Tony and Natasha have different fathers, though. Yes, which oh. is why they're both. They look so different. That's why they're so different. Although <laughs> Tony never looks like her siblings in any work she's done. Yeah. Also, Tony's hair in this movie oh is truly psychotic. God. I didn't even notice the red streaks until like the, Oh my God. That's the first in. thing. She's emo. That's my first note I wrote down in all caps. The hair. Punk yeah. hair. Yeah. That was weird. And like, I think that's her actual hair. It's like not a wig. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She's she's committed. But Yeah. And the like smudgy eyeliner. But I'm she's like, like oh my God. Classic, she looks like, like Kate Gosselin. It's tra- Oh yeah. It's classic, like uh, as she puts it, committophobe hair. Oh yeah. Another wild thing that they say in front of their mother, while she's on her deathbed, is she'll be dead now soon. <laughs> she'll be dead now soon. <laughs> that is a thing that they just said right in front of her. Oh, and then her, and then she goes, <laughs> she's like in her dream, and she goes. Uh, it was a mistake to name that star after me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Vanessa Redgrave deserved better than that, too. Oh, she was yeah. so bad in this movie. <laughs> so bad. I you thought. know who I fucking love, though, was the night nurse. Oh, my God. Oh. With her dress. So she has this nurse, Eileen Atkins, who is, like, this British-Irish actress. I don't know. Seemed anyway, Irish. In, when she's, like, lucid and she's in the real world, I, she's, like, a regular nurse. But then she comes to her in dreams wearing, like, a prom dress. <laughs> and Slash maybe wedding dress. She's so, like, she's also old and she, like, uh, Vanessa Redgrave, like, notices her veiny hand and goes, ah, oh, yes. And then she's like, who are you? And she's like, the stars are here with you or something. (laughs) I like that. I liked also the... Michael Cunningham just really wanted uh, to be... Who who am I thinking? God damn it, Tony Kushner. Yeah, uh, true. But I just love when she's following the butterfly through the house and stuff. It was great. I found this truly remarkable uh, quote from the New York Times review, which I feel like is so good. So 
uh, this writer said, among other things, Ms. Danes looks agonizingly uncomfortable, as she now often does on screen. Miss yes. Redgrave, by contrast, gives the impression that she'd rather eat a grand piano than surrender the spotlight. True. Her character may be dying, but she's dying importantly, with flattering light and not a pearl of drool. That's so true. That... She's crying the whole time and she's rolling around going, Ugh! I mean, she doesn't look great. That that just like made me fall in love with journalism. <laughs> I know. But I actually, you guys, I think I'm living a lie because I really liked this movie way more than like anything we watched Wait, lately. why? Really? Yeah, it piqued my interest the whole time. I can see I because... I don't know how. <laughs> no, because you, you love like... Um, period dramas I you guess. you love like dignified actresses that's true mm. you know like women who talk like this <laughs> but 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 glenn's barely in it meryl didn't show up for 90 minutes and, yeah. and, and vanessa grave is just moaning meryl <laughs> shows up in church lady clothes with like five minutes before the credits yeah meryl shows up in the exact same outfit that we last see her younger self in except yes. the color is like muted now you know because really good at acting? she hasn't had a happy life <laughs> Her daughter. Yeah, yeah. I thought she yeah. was the best she person in the great. movie. She was so because she's like got cold feet about fantastic. getting married, and then they like get in bed together, and then Glenn Close sees them in bed together. And she's so like, cute. It's time for breakfast. Uh, something that I really enjoy is during the rehearsal dinner when uh, Mamie Gummer goes off to dance with Patrick Wilson. And it just cuts to them like so angry and so tense, waltzing like yeah, that was weird. With not an ounce of goodwill towards each other on their bodies. Also, then Mammy is like tells uh, Claire Dane, she's like, "I told him that I would do unspeakable things with him if he would take me back." And it's like, "What did things you I say don't even know if do? I'd be anatomically yes. capable of?" And then she's Claire's like, like, "Oh, I know what you mean." <laughs> Okay, and then the next morning, Mamie Gummer is crying in bed on her wedding day. It's a really good scene. Mm-hmm. As you do. She was really good. Claire yeah. Danes is comforting her, and another direct quote I wrote down was, there, there, la, la, la. <laughs> and then later, and then Meryl, Meryl tries to do it again, it. but she has no idea how... She doesn't uh, know how to come. How Claire somebody. Danes did it. Um, she doesn't she, know how to say the words la la la. Meryl, Meryl just goes la la la. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I think Claire Danes looks so much like um, Catherine McPhee oh. in this movie because she's brunette. Oh, yeah. For some reason, she looks like Julie Bunton to me in mm, this movie. You're... Catherine McPhee's also married to like an 85-year-old now, so that would go to our theory that uh, Claire Ooh. Danes ends up marrying the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Catherine McPhee's married to an 85-year-old? Yes. She's married to David Foster. Yes. Not David who was, Foster Wallace. Who was, yeah, who he's also dead. But <laughs> David Foster was one of the mentors on American Idol, like when they were on there. Oh, and then fuck. like 20 years later... Stop. She married him, oh, but he's like weird. way old. Also, oh. that whole family, the Fosters, are like interconnected with every part of Hollywood. Really? Like they're yes. like don't even know who step, they are. Like he was married to Gigi and Bella Hadid's mom yep. for mm-hmm. a while. Then oh, why hasn't Catherine McPhee wife, right? done anything since Smash? She was in Waitress. I saw her in Waitress. Oh, <laughs> she was. That's all she's done. Not uh, fine. She was. She also did Waitress in the UK because I was in London this summer and there were posters for her and Waitress there. And I was like, oh my gosh, she liked doing it so much in New York that she <laughs> went and found another city with Waitress and was like, I'll do it here too. I really wanted to see Miranda Sings in Waitress. <gasps> yes. But she was good. She should have been in this movie. Waitress will take yeah. literally anyone at this point, I think. Um, Al Roker was in it. Who's in it? Wait, who's in it now? 
Um, Sarah Ross is back, maybe? No, it's... Uh, Remember when Carly Rae Jepsen was Cinderella? Mm, and Fran Drescher was the stepmother. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, that was cool. Iconic. And Kiki Palmer was in that, too. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Tony Collette should be a waitress. She sings. Yeah, she does. Speaking of people singing, does Claire Danes, is that actually her singing in this movie or it is it a lip I want to say yes because it wasn't that good. Well, and yeah, I feel like if they're they going to dub her? her, then they would have picked a good singer. Well, Tony could have played that part, right? Tony sings. Like well, 10 years earlier. I don't think Tony has the look. <laughs> wow. Would have had the look to be. Oh, yeah. Especially now with That's that haircut. That. Uh, well, that was her character choice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she she fully brought that to the table. Was anybody yeah. else thinking when she says, oh, I'm going to sing time after time? I thought that, she was that going it was time a time. time. Yeah, so like, was it Cindy Lauper like, or whatever? In the yeah. 50s. Yes. Well, I didn't even think it. I was like, she's going to get up I there. I didn't okay. even consider that. I was like, time after time is an old song. Okay, here's why that could have happened. They played a Michael Bublé yeah. song yeah. back in that yeah, time as that. if it were a new I song. Know. I don't know if that was a cover. That was yet another, this felt like a Baz Luhrmann movie, but like bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Claire Danes, uh, anachronistic music, Gatsby-esque shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was very Gatsby-y. I, mm-hmm. I noticed no, that. With, with zero production design. Car yes. fatality. Yeah, car oh, fatality. Yes. Oh, my God. And she mentions Gatsby, too. Mm-hmm. Weird, oh, like, big yeah. party thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone in Gatsby is gay. Leo would yes. have been so good, though, as Patrick yeah, Wilson's character. Over the edge. Oh, wait, but then they already did a movie together, so they couldn't have done that. <laughs> Everybody in this movie did a movie together because it's the hours. Yeah, but you can't do Claire Danes and Leo again, right? I don't know. I don't know. They did uh, Leo and Kate Winslet again. Where? Oh, yeah. Revolutionary, Revolutionary Road. Road. They get divorced, and then she, she, oh. she like, bangs has Michael abortion, Shannon in a car. Right? Yeah. I don't well, you know what her. I watched last night? <laughs> what? You've Got Mail, which reunites Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan uh, right. yes. from when they, they were in ground. Sleepless in Seattle. But isn't it the same movie? I don't know. I've only seen. I've only you've seen got mail you've for got the first mail. time yeah, last same. night. Yeah. I um, watching you've got mail is like the ultimate test of, like, how far you'll follow Tom Hanks into the dark. Oh, I'll follow him into the dark. I mean, Cloud Atlas is my favorite movie because he's like so, like his character in that movie is he evil. He's really. Bad. Yeah, he's supposed to be, like, the romantic lead, but he fully, like, catfishes Meg Ryan, pretty much. Yeah, he manipulates her towards the entire second half of the movie. Uh-huh. By... Really? Because it's, like, they have this, like, AOL, like, online flirtationship, but they hate each other in real life, and halfway through the movie, he oh. finds out that Meg Ryan is the girl he's been talking to, but he doesn't tell her, and he keeps talking to her. And then, like, becomes friends with her in real life. And she, like, confides in him about her internet boyfriend. And she's like, this guy sounds like he sucks. And it's, like, really weird. And then at the end, he, like, finds her crying in a park. And he's like, don't cry, shop girl. And she's like, (gasps) yeah, and then he slits her throat. Um, Mm -hmm. And I come buckets every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to see him play Mr. Rogers. I heard that movie's really good. Oh, Yeah. Everyone's going to cry. Yeah. He was everywhere. so good in Captain Phillips. That was a good movie. I still him. haven't seen Sully. Oh, was he, that is Was he in a movie with Tony Collette ever? I want him to be. I don't think so. Tony Collette would have been so that good. Not as far as Alice. I know. What is the age difference there? Could they be a couple? I feel like they could be a couple. I think in I'm 100% movie. Tony's like be a couple. Oh, she just had her birthday. Um, we uh, she's literally like last 45. Week. She's 47, I think. Yeah. And he's like in mid 50s? 
Yeah. He's like 60 probably now. Does anyone know how old Ebon, Eben, Moss, right? Bach? Because he's in from Girls. Girls. Yeah, how he's old is he? He looks exactly the same from this movie to Girls. Well, to be fair, I think this movie was only five years before Girls, so maybe... Oh, is it? I guess 2007. I, I, yeah, so yeah. I feel like... And he was supposed to be a little bit older in that show, maybe. But yeah, he's definitely from Girls. And so is Patrick Wilson. Yes. Uh, yeah. So why didn't Lena Dunham play Claire Danes' oh, character? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine if this movie was anchored by Lena Dunham? And she's just naked the better. whole time. <laughs> it would have been yeah. better, actually, if she had played Claire Danes' character because it would have made no sense. It would have it, it would have made more sense how, like, I feel like her character the entire... I feel like this is one of those movies where um, kind of like my my sister Megan said on the Paul Bearer episode is one of those things where they cast like a gorgeous woman to play like a really like awkward girl right Mm -hmm. like this entire movie she keeps being like "Uh, like I'm not pretty enough for these Rhode Island people like people keep judging her for her clothes and stuff even though she's the most gorgeous person in the entire room and she keeps like downplaying her own singing abilities oh my god because she's like I just sing for drunks and tourists and I sing (laughs) all the time and I bought this dress in the village (laughs) and they're like you bought it in a village Uh, oh yeah the Greenwich Village in New York City. Where I live. In where Manhattan. I sing. Where I perform. Oh. <laughs> where did they go to school? I don't know. I don't know if it's mentioned. Faster. <laughs> where Lady Bird went. Wait, also, so everyone's in love with Patrick Wilson's character. Then, but uh, before we reveal that, Buddy says that everyone is in love with his sister, Lila. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is his sister? He goes, even me. Yeah. Oh yes, oh. that was also. I thought that could be a direction. Lots of, things of were weird going in. incest things in this movie. Oh, There's one so moment. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. There's um this one moment during the rehearsal dinner when I guess like to emphasize how boring Carl is, the guy that uh, her best friend is marrying. Mm-hmm. It has his father giving a speech, and the scene begins in the middle of the speech, and he's like. So Carl announces that when he grows up, he's not going to marry mom after all. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, like, is, what? Yeah, it's, that sucks. And then he says, like, he's he's going to marry some, like. Gene Harlow. Gene Harlow. And yeah. then his big thing is, like, he's like, but he got somebody better than Gene Harlow. He got Meryl, Meryl Streep's daughter. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, she acts kind of like Meryl, like. They have similar yes. voice. Yes, yeah. that was just weird. They have the same like mouth. Ooh, yeah. Which makes sense genetically, but it's just very fascinating to focus on. So, you guys, I have a question for all of you. Um, what tree, bird, and oh uh, gosh, God. star are you? Kill me. Okay, something. <laughs> something that I do think that this movie did well is like the slow realization of how much Buddy sucks. Mm. Uh, when they're like walking in the woods and she's like he kept saying that like this was my bird and this was my star and blah 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 and one day I asked him why he did that and he said that whenever I see one of those things he wanted me to think of him and I was like that is like a weird like culty mind control technology that I don't like see I feel like though the buddy is the most interesting character in this by far because clearly he is like oh yeah no he's the most interesting but he also like like as a human being sucks like yeah. morally corrupt but i like felt so bad for him yeah 
Yeah, I kind of uh, I didn't at all. Because <laughs> I feel like he's he's clearly like gay in a time period where he's like not allowed to be, and then it's like all repressing and like popping out in weird ways. Yeah, and she sucks for yelling, putting him on blast, like that specifically. She's I've like, "Go won- kiss men if you want to" in front of. Like, oh the whole yeah. Group. yeah, that part sucks. Because it's the fifties or something. Yeah, you yeah. can't just say that in front of everyone. Yeah, and then he gets hit by a car. I think he just wanted friends, and he and didn't that's know the last how to like. Process it correctly. Yeah, I mean, sure. He but does, he also sucks. But he's also so. like a rich kid who yeah. wishes his life was better. In my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, and like it's. I feel like it, it, it's and not, an alcoholic. So yes, yeah. it's not fair of him to like take her side and be like, "I've been in love with you for the past four years, and I never did anything about it. But now yeah. that I see you hooking up with some other guy, I want you to know that I'm in love with you and your guy." And my sister. <laughs> yeah. I'm in love with you and this. Yeah. He's in love with everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in love with everybody. Apparently. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, that girl named Peach. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. What girl there is this? There was a girl, named, a girl Peach named Peach who had really like short red hair. And oh, my God. She, she was like a bitch. The, yeah. She was a bitch, but her name was Peach. <laughs> she was like, hey, guys, I'm jumping in the water. She is played by Cheryl oh, Lynn right. Bowers. Yeah. Uh, her name is Peach Howes. Yes. Peach House. H O W Z E. My goodness. So what else happens? So at the when she's singing time after time, not the Cindy Lauper version. Mm-hmm. He Harris randomly fucking Ugh, joins I her. This. I hate this. Yes. He just gets up on stage, starts dancing with her, and then weirdly like sings a little bit behind her. <laughs> so mean, and then like twirls her, and she's like in love with it. But was, did they, okay, did, are we supposed to believe that they planned it or he, like, surprised her? Surprised. It's a yeah. surprise. It, but and she loves it. She looks at him, like, almost knowingly, but it's so weird would, and also so fucked given I would how, him. like, hours ago the best friend whose wedding yeah. it is was like, do you love me still, Harris? And right. he was like, Oh, my no. God, yeah. And I then mean, he's like, you know what, what will really seal the deal? Yeah. If I... Go and like grind up on Claire Danes Ugh. in See, front of everyone. If, if they had written their relationship to be actually good slash healthy slash interesting at all, it would have been a better movie. But like the central romance that we're supposed to root for is like so horrible and, and like, like misogynistic empty, misogynistic as fuck. Only horny. I, I kind of feel like uh, the movie was misogynistic. Yeah, it definitely was. And then there was like fake feminism put into it via the relationship of Natasha Richardson and Tony Collette and Tony Collette was being like so what if you have like a family and kids like I'm fine like I'll be fine on my own and then Natasha Richardson literally says to her if you continue like this you'll be alone forever and then in the end like Tony Collette is going off to live her happy life with her boyfriend and her baby on the way. I was like, just get an abortion. <laughs> well, she, I like it. It was really cute when she told her mom that she was pregnant. Oh, like, yeah. she's the first person she yeah. tells. And then, like, the, I didn't like the speech that Meryl gives her at the end, where she's like, Harris was just a guy. Because, like, while I agreed with Meryl as a person, the whole narrative of the movie didn't really support that. And it's like, with, with the book, yeah. uh, the book 
apparent from what Wikipedia told me, <laughs> makes it clear that uh, Claire Danes slash Vanessa Redgrave is like very like mentally ill for being fixated on this man oh. who's like full of shit basically. Mm-hmm. But the movie played it up to be like this grand romance that could never be. But then at the end with Meryl coming in and being like, no, like yeah. he's just a guy. I felt like that like didn't feel. It, it it felt like it was taken out of a different movie. Yeah, like Hollywood, like definitely made it like epic romance because they thought that was more interesting. But it, yeah. it, it like made the whole plot suffer. Well, it wanted to be like the Great Gatsby again. Like yeah. it wanted yeah. to be the like, oh, I've always loved you, but I can't have you thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it didn't work. So mm-hmm. I want to mention something. How Glenn Close had a really amazing moment when she was crying about her son dying. When she's like screaming. Oh yes, that was a good scene. And she was fully doing a Tony Collette uh, scream. Yes. Oh. Like she was like fully wailing and screaming, and I thought that was great. And then I like how right after Glenn's best acting moment, Meryl arrives. Oh. <laughs> she's like, nope, this is my movie now. <laughs> but <laughs> Sorry, Meryl Glenn. sort of does nothing. I feel like that yeah, whole long Meryl lot. extended. She has amazing is, like, lipstick. So boring. Mm-hmm. I love how though, like they didn't see each other. I guess since the wedding, which is stupid. So weird. But I like how they make any sense. immediately Doesn't like get sense. back into bed together and cuddle. It's kind of cute. Yeah, it is cute, but it's also like oh, like all those wasted years. It it might have been justified that they hadn't seen each other for that long if Lila was upset well, with she, Anne. Like, blamed her. Or yeah. Something. For having like fought, pursued Harris, but that in the end, she's sense. like, he was just a guy. Yeah. Which, like, which makes sense for Meryl to have come to that conclusion after years, but I feel like there had, like, I, I feel like there was some sort of blow up scene missing. Yeah, at least a couple from probably. the flashback because, like, Lila and Anne should have gotten into a fight about the fact that Anne and Harris hooked up and Buddy died while his brother died or her brother died. Yeah, which she needed a blow up scene with both of them. Yeah, for the movie to feel like it made any sense of her life detective work if she did marry mammy gummer's father in the book then they would have had to then they would have had to have seen each other unless they were so estranged that they all right so that's a detail that i really just got absolutely incorrect no it could i i feel like it's real if if i'm the only one who picked up on it then it it i also got the impression that like patrick wilson had died long ago and Mm -hmm. meryl was keeping it from vanessa redgrave because when she comes back and she's like do you still talk to Patrick Wilson? And Meryl just gets like really nervous and she's like, oh, we send each other like Christmas cards. I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, how is he? And she's like, I-, I really don't know. Like he could be anything. Mm, maybe. It was also really weird how this movie had like maybe two, maybe three scenes in between like the time period of the yeah, like wedding the and oh, the yeah. kids. And yeah. Stuff. Kids and then like when they run into each other in New York yeah, and they're both I liked that scene. I felt like that was necessary but it was weird because like they're in the rain and she's like, oh my God, I'm moving to Los Angeles. I thought it was so scummy when like he's like, oh, this is my wife and she's like, I have a husband and he's like, I still remember which stars were out. Oh, yeah. I think that was Claire Dane's best moment, though, because she was actually, like, breaking down. Well, yeah. that's she her She never skill. showed any emotion, though, in the rest of the film. Yeah. That's true. But I, like, it was sad when she was like, oh, I'm not really seeing anyone. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you have kids, this movie sends the dual message of that sucks, is that having kids ruins your life, and also it's the only way to live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
guess it wasn't that good. <laughs> See, when I finished it, I was sort of like, oh, that wasn't bad. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, no, this was like an actual bad movie. But if I dissected every movie, because I, I only dissect Tony Clapp movies now. But if mm-hmm. I dissected every movie I watched like this in a podcast, I probably would hate every movie. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Way more than I than I do. Well, with with every step that we took in analyzing the dead girl last week, I just loved it more and more. Well, yeah. The dead girl was good. And Muriel's wedding. Well, you should have rewatched it you since you did then. not like. I did not like it, no. But I, I liked it. Oh, ja- Jamie Green hated yeah, it. Yeah, but he just I think he just wanted to disagree with you. And for he, the sake of the pot. He just wanted to be provocative. You guys have obviously like watched a ton of Tony Clyde movies at this point. Do you feel like this like as a movie, like separate from her performance in it is like top tier, bottom tier, bottom like tier. bottom tier, bottom tier. Okay. Well, it's tough because there are good things about it, like mm-hmm. visually, it's very good. It like beautiful to look at. Sure. Um, the acting was good, yeah. which is better than we could say for some of the movies. I feel like I don't know. If I <laughs> and was to be honest, them. I mean it. It did have like a coherent storyline. Yeah. Which I've I we we've seen movies for Eight this podcast before. Yeah, where I I just literally did not. It wasn't downright offensive. No, like we watched true. this like comedy about sex trafficking, but it wasn't like really portrayed as sex trafficking. But it was like. It, it, it was about sex trafficking. Um, and Rhett kind of tried to fight me about that last night. He you watched it? He Facebook messaged me. He was like, I just listened to the episode about eight and a half women. I don't know why you think that filmmaker's a misogynist. I was like, because he wrote about how funny it is to coerce women into sex. Like, what else is there? Yeah. Ugh. Well, I would say as far if I was to tier all of the movies, I would say this is definitely probably in the middle. Yeah. Of goodness. Because there's like not... You can't hate the whole thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but and there's definitely worse ones. Also, as like a Tony Collette movie, especially where she has top billing, she's like not in it that much. Oh yeah, yeah. she's not in it. I at feel all. that she seems to do a lot of like even like the the hours too. She's only in one scene in that, but oh, she's yeah. like she's like the side plot. She's like part of the less interesting narrative. Of yes, movie, which I feel yeah. bad for because it's like. I don't know. You could pull her and Natasha Richardson out of this movie. And nothing and, would and change. And really, yeah, it would be the exact you same movie. You would just movie. have Vanessa Redgrave rolling around. Yes. Talking no to the nurse. Talking, talking to the nurse. nurse. Yeah. Which is... Who's more interesting. Yeah, she was... She's yeah. the fairy godmother. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then she's like, your bird is not what he said it was. She's like, no, it is. Your bird is a thrush. I was like, what? How does one choose a bird? What's a thrush? It's a bird. I know, but like, can we? Do we <laughs> yeah, have, have any no additional attributes of a thrush? Either. What's swift. a swift? What bird are you guys? <laughs> I am. Um, I'm like a, a little tiny, uh, like a hummingbird. Sure. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't think I could identify ten birds like <laughs> yeah. that aren't like an ostrich or something you know, like a <laughs> well, weird bird. Yeah, I bet you could. Yeah, hummingbird I mean, is one of the only birds I like know. Like penguin. I want to be you emu. You're naming a lot of flightless uh, birds. Those are some <laughs> interesting mm-hmm. birds. I feel like I'm probably like. I'm definitely a flightless bird. Yeah, you're a dodo. I'm a. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just kidding. I would love to be dead forever. No, I think you're a raven because you're like a writer and you're like. Oh, maybe. Edgy. I was, oh, um, I was going to say um, a, ch- a chicken. I'm a chicken. 
Yeah. I eat myself. I eat a lot of chicken. I do too. I eat chicken. So I don't eat red meat anymore, but I fully can't give up birds. <laughs> kind of sucks. Can't quit quail. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I want to be a quail. Ooh. No, I think I'm a. S- well, Pottermore said my Patronus was a swallow. Oh. So I guess that's what I am. Mm. What does that look like? I think it's another like Ooh. little baby bird, like a swift or a thrush. <laughs> <laughs> Looks remarkably similar to. Right. So what stars are we? I'm just kidding. I'm trying to fill time. <laughs> shooting. For so much going on You're in this movie, star. it really yeah. does like sort of not have a lot. No, I thought oh, there would be more to talk about. You know about. what was pretty iconic? Buddy um, wrote the song Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. <laughs> he, he in the middle of the movie or the beginning really just says shut up and dance I'm like oh he's the first person who ever, oh, ever said that oh I thought you like Hugh Dancy's in Walk the Moon no <laughs> no sorry so what else is Hugh Dancy in Ella know. Enchanted Ella Enchanted was where uh, I knew him from he's from, um, he's from the Hannibal TV series okay he's in uh, the Jane Austen book club which I think <gasps> came out like around the same time and has like a very similar energy it's also mm-hmm. like him and a bunch of like prestigiously sad women. Nice. I wish Gwyneth Paltrow was in this. I wish Gwyneth Paltrow was in this. She would have been good. She could have played this Peach. Po- this podcast, Peach. yes, <laughs> Peach Paltrow. <laughs> she could have. Uh, she could have played the Natasha Richardson role. Oh, she, I think uh, she would have been. Well, yeah, she could have, but I don't think she would have been. Very it should have been. It, it should have been Gwyneth as Natasha Richardson and Winona as Tony Collette, Gwyneth and they could have. And they could have hashed out their previous conflicts. Are they actually uh, feuding in real life? They did in like the 90s. I feel like Gwyneth would have been good as the Mammy Gummer character. Oh. I think she should have played Vanessa Redgrave's part. (laughs) Yes. In old age age makeup. So, okay. Who do we think was like the best performance of all of the women and who was the worst? I think Glenn Close was my favorite. But that's because I'm biased and I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. I think Mamie Gummer was the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah. Yeah. I believed everything she said. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, you're right. She was the best. Yeah. I think um, Vanessa Redgrave was the worst. Maybe. Yeah. What the what's up with that? What was she trying to do? Like, I feel like I've seen a lot of movies where there's somebody who's like dying or has dementia, and this looked unlike anything I had ever seen before. She's like, it was a lot of like thrashing around, around and, and saying like full on sentences loudly Just to a room. Just her doing full on like calisthenics on her yes. bed, and then like the nurse being like, "You're weak, don't move." I like how we didn't see her die at the end. She was like, "That was cool." About to, and I'm. And well, you saw the sailboat disappear in the uh, dream world, which yeah. is which is great. Because if we had watched her die, maybe they filmed it and it was just way too over the top. It's <laughs> a mid credit <laughs> scene, and they couldn't get mid credit. Yes, they couldn't get her to like tone it down, so they just cut it. Mm-hmm. And then is the post credit scene like Harris showing up at the door at the funeral and being like, "Hello," and he still plays. I like still Patrick remember Wilson. the star, and he looks exactly the yes. same. He has like touch of gray in his hair, and that's it. Uh-huh. Still pristine skin. He, Patrick Wilson has amazing skin. My favorite is uh, when Vanessa Redgrave like imagines him showing up in oh. like scrubs. Yeah, <laughs> in her room, and then she like falls asleep, and then she wakes up, and he's walking away. Yeah, this movie could have done like a Titanic end type thing, where it's like she's like dying, but like in her dreams they like come together again. But I guess that oh, wouldn't have yeah. matched Does the that theme. Happen in Titanic. 
It does. Yeah. yeah. Have you not seen Titanic? I saw it once, and I honestly don't remember the end. It's a long movie. I'll it's give you so that. Long. It's a two VHS tape movie. Is yes. it really? Yeah. And That's once a... they're dead, it's sort of like okay. I watched. Yeah, mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind. I watched on on like four VHS tapes. <laughs> oh, I still haven't seen that movie. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, it's a. You and I used to bond in college about how we had never seen any of the movies that people told us to. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen. Well, I can't tell. This movie world, what I haven't seen, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about how, like, we had never seen Star Wars. Right. We'd mm-hmm. be like... I've seen two of we'd them. We'd be really smug about it. I've never seen Pineapple Express. Oh, that's oh, yeah, a thriller. Okay. I love that movie. I've never seen The Hangover. Neither have I. I've never seen Citizen Kane. Neither have I. Nope. Mm-hmm. I've never seen... Um, one. The Graduate, I've never seen. Never seen... Oh, yeah, oh. I've never seen a Scorsese movie. I kind of refuse. Yeah, I don't think that I've ever seen a Scorsese movie. I've never seen The Godfather. Neither have I. I rented that from the library once. (laughs) It was very good. I watched it in my bed. I kind of want to. Also a common theme in the movie You've Got Mail, The Godfather. Yes. I don't want to watch that, The Irishman. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not watching that. I I don't want to watch that movie about cars that's coming out with Matt Damon. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Christian Bale. That one. I'm supposed to see Joker on Monday, and I don't want to. I don't want to see that in, Mm. in, like, a movie theater. It's too scary. Well, we live in a blue state. Yeah, but we live in New York. Also, you live, uh, are currently living well past the date of its release. That's so there'll true. be yeah. all of three people Nobody, in the theater. <laughs> Nobody's shooting up the like three times. I don't want to pay to see it, though. That's why, I mean? yeah, that's why I'm going yeah. at AMC. Stubs. Yes. Yeah, I got to do that. But um, I do want a lot of the like, like uh, big movies that are coming out this like award season are like streamable, are going to be streamable, yeah. which is cool. The Irishman will be. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We're not talking about that. We're not. We're not. We're not going to see that. <laughs> we're not but see that. it will be streamable on Netflix. The Is that the one with Alec Baldwin? Or? No, no that's Motherless Brooklyn. Oh yeah, Motherless Brooklyn looked bad. You don't. I think yeah. that's out and nobody saw it. Motherless no, Brooklyn. No, like I just saw that trailer. It was just like man after man that I don't care about. A lot of people are talking about the that movie with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Oh, oh I saw that. They just okay. fart a bunch on that lighthouse. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> so really. it's like literally like mostly farting. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like that sounds like a joke, but it's not. It's interesting because uh, Robert Pattinson, like like Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Radcliffe was in that movie. Where he was a Swiss Army man the whole time. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> British <laughs> actors love to fart. British on Harry Potter actors. actors. I don't really like farting as a plot device. Neither do I. It's just farting and also a lot of jerking off. Oh great! What is the what's like, like Willem doing it? Robert Pattinson doing it? They're like bored. They're stuck together. Robert Pattinson all he has is like a weird like wooden mermaid, and that's like you know he doesn't have porn on the island, oh, so no. he's just like mm, this wooden mermaid. This Let's get it on. Sounds like a movie that makes me upset. I think you would like it though. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are they the only people in the movie? Um. Well, there's also a hallucinated uh mermaid who like washes up at one point. Played by who? Claire Danes. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Redgrave. And she's doing the exact same thing that she's doing in this. It would be great if it was Kristen Stewart. That, oh my God. Like they didn't tell Robert Pattinson and yeah. just like day off shooting. They're like, oh, we got a little known actress. And she's like, hello, Robert. Yes. Hello, Robert. I just repeated what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think she, when they were dating, she called him like Rob? Robbie. Everyone called know. him Rob, right? Jennifer Lopez called him Robbie in that one interview. Are they dating? Maybe. 
Oh, they she's dating a, a, a she's baseball to player. A-Rod. Oh, are they? And married? he was dating FK Twigs. I don't know if they still oh, are. Oh, Fuka. Yeah. <laughs> Fuka Twigs. Fuka Twigs. Yeah, Fuka they twigs. were dating. She's in that Shia LaBeouf movie. Yes, I saw that. Oh, wait, which Shia LaBeouf? Movie? Uh, Honey Boy. The one he directed oh, about, yeah. his about his child. That I gotta see. I heard that was self-indulgent. Sure. It I was, mean, by by definition, I think it was yeah. very short. Though it was only like ninety minutes. Oh, I love it. Was that. done, oh, and I was like, I like oh, that. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I'm yeah. so excited for shorter movies. Um, Me to too. Be a thing for again. Quibi. Oh, God, it's like Martin Scorsese, get your shit together. We watched this movie for the podcast called In Her Shoes. Yes, so, I've seen. Yes, <laughs> it's two hours and twelve minutes long. Oh. But I put it in the top tier. It's of about movies. Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette being sisters who are the same shoe size. Sam has like, an and Cameron Im- Diaz is dyslexic. Sam has an irrational oh. uh, hatred of Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I don't hate her. I just don't think she's interesting. I think she's so interesting. I like her uh, when she goes on Graham Norton to get drunk and talk about how we need to keep our pubic hair. Has she done that recently? She did that one didn't time. Didn't she like quit There's, acting? What? I don't know. There was some clip of her on Graham Norton being drunk and being like, "All I'm saying is, it's there for a reason, and you should and you should think twice before Snaps. you try to cut it off." And I was like, "Yeah." You know how, like, when you're a child, you uh, like see an actress or an actor in something, and then for the yes. rest of your life, that's what they're in. Yes. And Cameron Diaz Shrek. forever is Shrek to me. <laughs> Every time I see her, I'm like, "Oh, Shrek." Which is, which is kind of yeah. exciting and profound because she's just a voice. But yes. she's so yes. yeah. The fact that you see her through that to me, Fiona. she's um, she's always um, from the mask to mm. me. Oh, so you never I was seen like, that. Cameron Diaz from the mask. I've never seen I was the whole super mask, obsessed with Jim Carrey I when end. I was in fourth grade. <laughs> For me, she's always Miss Hannigan, and that's just gonna be. <laughs> oh gosh, Ugh. <laughs> that is so good. That God. scene, that little girl's cover, she does. <laughs> I will forever be loyal to Alan Cumming because the yeah. two movies that I watched most often when I was a kid were Spy Kids <gasps> and like the 1999 TV movie of Annie so where uh, he played Rooster. And Kathy Bates oh. is in it. And Kathy Bates Kristen is Miss Hannigan. Kristen Chenoweth. Who plays um, um, Annie? Um. Oh, God. I know her name, but I don't. I don't. She didn't like go on to be an actor later on. Isn't Victor Garber Daddy Warbucks? Victor Garber is Daddy Warbucks. Audra McDonald <gasps> is um his his like assistant. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The one that he marries at the end. Yeah. Spy Kids though is such a good movie. So good. So good. And Spy yeah. Kids too. Okay. Yes. The main guy from Spy Kids is now married to Megan to Trainor. Megan yes. And oh, they are uh, horny together. She What's did some name? interview where she Cheryl was Sabara. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing like interviews where they were like we make love all day and night. We don't I, like her. And then I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I don't think anyone does. But I, I just feel I don't know. I, like why is she relevant? She yeah. had like a song that everybody knew that was kind of bad. And then I feel like her and Jason Derulo are like are like B tiered musicians. Like like nobody stands them or really cares about them and yet they have 95 songs that you would know like if they came on you're like oh yep i know that oh oh i know this song oh i know that one i don't know i i just don't know why i don't like her and maybe that's fucked up of me to just irrationally (laughs) hate celebrities and i do everybody does it though 
But like that's kind of my dream is to be like a celebrity that somebody just hates me for no <laughs> yeah. reason at all. Yeah. Because it's better to be hated for no reason than a reason. I've 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 <laughs> you heard it here first. I've I've said for a long time that my dream is to one day be so hot that people think that they're being like edgy when they say that they don't find me attractive. Mm. Like oh. when Tony Bull came on the podcast and was like, I don't think Angelina Jolie is that hot. Like, I guess that makes me weird. <laughs> I want to be that girl who people think that not finding me hot makes makes so them weird. weird. It's just a fact that she's hot. What yeah. movie were they in together? Angelina Jolie and Tony Collins. Oh, I think we were just... We were, were just talking oh. about Angelina Jolie during something else. Have they ever been in a movie together? I don't no. think so. That could be fun. That would be they fun. They could play like sisters. sisters. <laughs> oh! They... they I think we need to be in a movie and play sisters <laughs> yes. together. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Oh, Tony Collette needs to be in a Disney live action remake. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which one should she be in? Don't look under the bed. Oh. <laughs> she would be such a. I feel like Tony Collette would be such a good like um like a villain in a Marvel movie. Oh yeah. I don't watch Marvel movies. I want Tony Collette <laughs> well, to play. The I will have to. <laughs> I mean, I don't really either, but yeah. still. You I want actually... Tony Collette to play the mom in Halloween Town, who's like magic is not <gasps> good. Oh my gosh! And she like, doesn't so let her kids good. do Halloween. That mom I know. Is so good. Why is she not in anything? <sighs> I just put in, on my Disney Plus watch list how to return to Halloween Town with Sarah Paxton. Ew! I, I like that one. Well, why not the original Halloween Town? I'll put it on, but I. I it's just, not your fave. No, I think Return to Halloween Town was the first one I saw. All of my favorite Disney Channel original movies are the ones where a character says, I can handle myself, I'm 13. Mm. <laughs> the 13th year. Remember An iconic when thing you say. He turns yeah. into a mermaid. I'm pretty sure I used to pull that on my mom a lot when she didn't want me going on internet like message boards and chat rooms talking to pedophiles. Mm. Sure. And I was like, I'm pretending to be the FBI, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no one's caught on. Yeah. <laughs> Does, do we have any other opinions about this movie? We haven't talked about the movie in 20 minutes. <laughs> you guys, I'm looking at my notes and there's just I like, thought there was going to be more. I have, a, I have a question. Yes. Do people actually walk down the aisle to Here Comes the Bride? Yes. I think so. Still? Okay. I thought about that <laughs> too, though. I thought it's, about that too while watching. What, uh, what song do you want to walk down the aisle to? Um... The Macarena. Yes. Oh my god! Something that slaps. I would do Something that. With, like a, with like a heavy bass. And I went to a wedding once, and this girl was a big Taylor Swift fan. Which no. like, oh no! And she, I am not even joking. Walked Those are down exactly the, the people who shouldn't be getting married. To an side. acoustic version of Blank Space, <gasps> which no. is about what? like it's about like being a slut. Yeah. I was like, this doesn't even like thematically make sense. There oh, are better you know what songs I songs to be walking down the aisle. Yeah, probably. you know what I think is a hilarious wedding song that someone should do. Um, it's a Lizzo song, and it's uh, uh, I used to be a hoe. Now I don't want a hoe no mo. Oh yeah. <laughs> which, Once which upon song? a time I was a hoe. Now. Yeah. Now. Um, oh. Um, baby. Which one is it? I'm crying because I love you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. And that's like, that's a beautiful song. Yeah. I'm like I'm crying. I'm crying. You could walk down the aisle to Truth Hurts or um <laughs> Why uh, Juice. Uh what's I will I can't uh, think of. walk down the aisle to Communist Daughter by Neutral Milk Hotel. Your favorite band? Yeah. Oh, Semen stain the mountain top. It's just cuz I think that would be funny to make my family listen to a song with the word semen in it. 
I just want to alienate Wait. everybody I'm blood related to. Do they say the word semen as a double entendre in the that movie with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson? Because they should. Ooh. Um, you should have written that movie. I you know. Have that movie. I would never write a movie with farting in it. There's a there's a lo- I mean there's honestly just so much farting because they're like roommates and um, one of the uh, sources of tension is that Willem Dafoe farts a lot and that oh, Robert Pattinson gets upset about it. Well, as he should. As you know, you I should. would never imagine would never being pitched that. this and you're Willem Dafoe and it's like listen you have this character he is roommates with Robert Pattinson. Your character's biggest flaw is that can't stop farting. You know, he's going to get Oscar nominated for this. There is also a scene, a weirder scene, where, so Willem Dafoe is the keeper of the light, and he, like, won't let Robert Pattinson go anywhere near it. And one night, like, Robert Pattinson sneaks up the lighthouse and is, like, standing below, like, this, um, I don't know, like, a mesh, like, a grid or whatever that's up Mm -hmm. in the lighthouse so he can sort of, like, see Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe is naked and jerking off because he's in love with the light. And (gasps) the semen gets on. Oh my god. Robert Pattinson. Oh my god. So and yet somehow this movie is very boring. That's just what I have to say. <laughs> like that's happening and you're like, oh, okay, like, how much longer? He's Sounds in love like with the light? Well, yes, he's in love with the light. Was so hot in Florida Project. Oh, I loved Florida Project. And in Spider Man. <laughs> oh hard pass. The uh, Green <laughs> Goblin. Remember how he dies oh. by getting impaled in the dick? <laughs> <laughs> and James Franco was in that. That was like oh, that was like Jesus his first dad. James Franco. His dad, yeah. yeah, before yeah. um uh, before he turned into a before he was psychopath. No, he's teenager. always been. Yeah. Yeah. Just goblin. in the movie we just watched. Yeah, uh, last week. The dead girl, and yeah. when he arrived on screen, I wanted to kill myself. And then you would have been the dead girl. <laughs> 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 when he when he showed up on screen, I wanted to hail a hitchhiker and a hitchhiker. I'm gonna murdered. cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're just making our own. I got the jokes. joke wrong. Uh, All right, now we can do awards. Now let's move on to awards. Here on the Tony Awards, we deliver three <laughs> awards to each movie. Uh, first of which is best prop. So Matt, what was your best prop? Um. Okay. So. I think that the best prop slash actually the worst prop was the ratty piece of paper that mm. uh, Claire Danes gave Hugh Dancy and then Hugh Dancy carried around in his pocket for like four years and definitely would have disintegrated at some point, but somehow or another was still fine. And then he jumped in the lake with it and yeah. got out and was like, oh, no, now the paper's wet. And it was just like the yeah. stupidest thing ever. So that's my best prop. Yes. Uh, my best prop was also the the note but specifically the way that it might be peach who refers to it when they come across his dead body and they're like oh no he's dead let's look at his pocket yeah it's some dumb wet paper or something she goes it's probably gum and then they throw it away classic also, when they discover his dead body, at first they're just like, oh, buddy, that's just like him Get to be the on the side of the road. Yeah, because he just pretended to be dead like a minute ago. That is true. <laughs> but still, like... They're just ha- immediately, like, touching all over his dead body. Like, let's look for evidence. Has like, anyone in the history of no. the world, though, done a prank where they lie on the si- where they lie in the yeah. middle of the road as a dead person? Probably buddy, though. I've never seen that. Yeah. But I don't think he was dead yet. He was just bleeding out. 
<laughs> and then they were like, oh my God, Harris is a doctor. Harris! Oh, they just scream Harris, hoping that he'll come along. But uh, he couldn't hear. Carly, what was your he best was prop? Because coming along. <laughs> um, okay, my best prop, the what I wanted to say for my best prop, which I'm pretty sure isn't technically a prop, was just um, Tony Collette's hair. <laughs> yeah. I just loved, I loved the front chunk highlight mm-hmm. and no other point did that color appear on her head than in the front Mm -hmm. so that's that's what i wanted to say um but i also want to give a special shout out to everything that was on the stove when Anne had her kids and like was oh yeah was slaving (laughs) over food and her husband was like take him i don't care like and he was leaving her and there was like spaghetti comically spilling out (laughs) over the edge of this pot and it was just a full ass mess and and i liked that so that's my honorable mention (laughs) jake what was your best prop um i don't think it was seen but she mentions it so when they get to the shed um they're looking around she's looking around and she goes gray's anatomy Yes! (laughs) Yes! I wrote that down as a Mm -hmm. note. I just wrote down Grey's Anatomy, and then I forgot why I wrote it down, but yes. Which is a book about science (laughs) that was adapted by John Rhymes into a TV show. (laughs) Every season of the Grey's Anatomy TV show actually focuses on a different chapter of the book. No. No, is that real? I'm lying. Oh, it's (laughs) Catherine Heigl's uh, least favorite book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that Katherine Heigl was right not to submit for the Emmys <laughs> the year that she didn't. Because all she did was revive a, a dead deer in, in the back of somebody's pickup truck. But she won, right? No, that? she didn't. No, 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 no. She didn't submit the year after. Oh. And somebody asked her why she didn't submit. And she was like, I just feel like I didn't have enough to do. Admittedly, she the way that she phrased it was she said the writers didn't give me enough to said, show yes. my talents, which is a fucked up thing to say. I thought she said it in her acceptance speech for an mm, Emmy. That's no. That's how I always imagined it. I'm, I, I don't <laughs> think has Catherine Michael ever won an Emmy. Yeah, she did. Because I remember she for, because the announcer said Catherine Heigl. Hegel or something and she went up and the first thing she said was it's Heigl (gasps) oh my gosh yeah we have I have the same birthday as Catherine Heigl plot twist (gasps) what's your birthday November 24th oh my god is that Scorpio or Sag Sag very early though right yes it's like the second day you can have it or whatever so I'm cuspy hey hey Mm, of course Catherine Heigl is a Sagittarius Uh, our next award (laughs) how dare you (laughs) Our next award is Best Tony Moment. So, Carly, what was yours? Um, mine was when they were, um, when she was fighting with Natasha Richardson and she was making a case for she doesn't have to have her life together like Natasha to be happy, which was before she completely contradicted that and gave in to society's standards for what it is to be happy. Nice. Jake, what about you? Um, can my best Tony moment be Glenn closest Tony Clutch screaming? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I think it's just going to be because I filmed the scene she did with Meryl. Oh, Because yeah. I was like, oh, this is a historic moment. Because they were in <laughs> hours together, but they didn't interact. So I was like, yeah. oh, my God, Meryl's, like, touching Tony's face. And she goes, like, she I don't remember what she says, but she's like, what happens? And Meryl's like, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Are, <laughs> are they going to be in another movie together, Meryl and they Tony? Be. It feels like they be. could have I been at some so. point. They better be. Tony Collette should be on season three of Big Little Lives. Oh, she. De- oh. <laughs> are they going to ask anyone else? Come on. <laughs> 
what's a bigger draw than that? Yeah. Matt, what about you? Um, I liked the scene where she was talking with her boyfriend out on the like porch just because she said the word metamorphose, which I was like, I've never heard this word before, but I sort of am digging it. And I don't know if it's like a real word that just nobody uses or if she just completely made it up. But I was into it. It felt strong. Yeah. Uh, my best Tony moment was also the scene with the boyfriend, specifically when he says, you're the love of my life. And she says, you're so sweet. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I love cake. <laughs> yes. Uh, our final award is a custom award that can be designed to any specification. So, Jake, what was yours? I don't know yet. Okay, Carly, what was yours? <laughs> Mine was um, worst use of Meryl Streep. Ooh. Nice. I think it was at first I w- at first when I saw Mamie Gummer I was like oh Meryl Streep is gonna play her mom and then yeah. I understand why they didn't do that but then there wasn't enough Meryl Streep in the end and yeah. we needed way more yes uh, Matt what about you um, I have the I'm really rich flex award which goes to Vanessa Redgrave for hiring a very fancy British woman as her nurse despite the fact that she lives in America and like why would you be hiring a British nurse there but you know she's got the money so she's gonna do it yeah uh I give the humility award for to Claire Danes for uh the first 20 minutes of the movie where she just keeps being like I'm ugly (laughs) I'm not as pretty as you Mamie Gummer Jake do you have a custom award yet yeah I'm just gonna go with the best um the good old Tony Collette Best Cast Worst Movie Award because oh, I feel yeah. like she does that a lot, and it's kind of like, but you know, I mentioned this a lot, but Tony usually like pulls great performances out in like kind of shitty writing, and she did, but they all kind of did for this movie. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. But uh, I didn't like it. Matt, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say about the her being ugly that the. Fl- friend goes oh that's the most unusual blouse and it's just oh like fully God. a peasant top i was like this <laughs> is not anything that exciting yeah yeah okay uh now we move on to plugs does anybody have anything to plug um well i have a podcast uh, we talk about movies and tv it's called ps you're wrong um you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts wherever you're listening to this so that exciting stuff cool cool carly what about you uh, I sincerely have nothing to plug, but I would like to create a podcast. So if anyone has any ideas for a podcast that has not been created yet, that would be great for me. Please tell me. Oh, my gosh. Love that. Love that for me. Okay. We have reached the end of our podcast. Have we? Yes. <laughs> Can I, it, is it, can I plug my Instagram? Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. really the only source of content I have, which is on my Instagram story. So yes. follow me at what what, and the second what has seven eights. <gasps> I don't have an explanation. That's a that's a great handle. Because your last I'm name's into what. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I actually do have a reason for it, but it's not interesting. Oh. Cool. Okay. <laughs> do you want to plug your Instagram? Oh, um, sure. Mine's HuffMatt. Which is just my name, but backwards. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. La, la, la. La, la, la. There, there. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh. My customer word that I'm so sorry, dear audience, that I failed and it was so bad. So this is actually what it is. Oh, okay. It's going to be the debut of Meryl Streep's Singing Career Award. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Lord Hot 100 top 
song of 2007, La 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 by Meryl Streep, which got her cast in Mamma Mia. And 15 <laughs> other movies where she's like, I'm a singer now, so I'll be performing in Florence Foster Jenkins. Thank you. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.